talking about the feeding of the 5,000, which we all know in the Bible. You know, it's part of our series, Seven Signs and Sayings. Uh, the, the feeding of the 5,000 is so unique, and I'll tell you two reasons why I like that story. It's the only miracle that is recorded in all the Gospels, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's the only story that is a miracle that is written in all the four Gospels. So it's unique, that's one reason. Two, is the only miracle that Jesus did that affected thousands of people at the same time. Many times he will heal the, the sick, the blind, the leper, if I will raise the dead. But this one was the only one he did that affected thousands of people at the same time. In fact, theologians say, you know, the Bible recorded 5,000 men, not counting women and children. They estimated that about 20,000 people. Uh, when he actually fed about 20,000 people. Uh, that was the estimate. In fact, they think, and they say that in those days, even up to now, a lot of times women attend more of such crusades than men. And then sometimes they take two or three children. So when you count children <laughs> and women, you have uh, about uh, 20,000. Right. <clears throat> so I just want to define, for me, I want to define quickly what is uh, a sign. Then I will go into what, what does it mean and how we can apply it theologically in the Bible. Uh, Oxford Dictionary wrote, sign, what is sign? A sign is an object quality or event whose presence or occurrence indicates the occurrence of something else. So it's a quality, it's an event, or it could be an object, not pointing to itself or itself or it's actually about something else. So when you are reading about sign in the Bible, is actually pointing to something else. We're going to be looking at that something else. Another definition says it's a gesture or action used to convey information or an instruction. But many times we tend to want to stay at the sign. You know when you see a sign, can you imagine you're going for an event? You're going for an event, a big uh, event. And you just stop at the sign and you're embracing the signpost, and then you're just loving the signpost, and you neglected the event. <laughs> so we're going to be saying, these signs are very important, they are so significant, but it's not for us to stop at that. Yeah. So what, what, what is this showing? And that's what we want to look at. So quickly, let's look at, before we look at this story actually, um, let's look at John chapter, <coughs> stop it. <laughs> John chapter 20 verse 30 and 31 John 20 30 to 31 it says Jesus performed many other signs 
and we said sign points us to something else. So Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these things are written, please follow me, so that you, so if you have a Bible, you can underline that, so that you, so there's something about you inside a sign, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing you, did you see, underline that word too, you may have life in his name. So I saw three things. Signs, these signs were performed and they were written so that we will believe in Jesus the Messiah. Not just the Messiah, is the Son of God. And when we believe in him, we will have life in his name. So three things. How do I do this now? So the first one is sign. Signs are to make us to believe in the Messiah. And by believing in the Messiah, we will have Life in his name. Yeah. Shall I do that again? Yes, signs were performed by Jesus. These signs were supposed to make us to believe in the Messiah, yeah. who is the Son of God, our Savior, who freed us. We sang about that this morning. And by believing in him, we will have life in his yeah. name. Amen. I think that's powerful. Yes. Signs, miracles, wonders, they are supposed to make us to believe, to trust Jesus, who is the Son of God. And then when we do that, there is life that is radiating, oozing out yeah. in his name. Yeah. That's so fantastic. So let's look at the feeding of the 5,000. Let's see the life that is going to come out of that feeding of uh, 5,000 or 20,000 people. John chapter 6. I'll read from verse 1. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And, thank you, and, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. You see, when you look at that, I was just thinking, why this Passover? The Jewish Passover, there must be something significant to the feeding of the 5,000. This is the second time Jesus did something wonderful at the time of the Passover, or close to Passover. The first time was when he was cleansing the temple. And then, the third time was when he was having the Last Supper with his disciples, when he was about to go and die. So between the cleansing of the temple, there is the feeding, and there is the death that gave us life. Passover again, between the cleansing of the temple, there was the feeding, there was the provision, there was compassion for people, there was looking after people, and his death that gave us life. So, the Bible now says in verse 5, When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. 
Philip answered him, it will take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread of, for each one to have a bite. Can you imagine? You know the only uh, the breaking of bread, that bread. <laughs> for them to have a bite. <laughs> Not even the whole full bread. Wow. Philip answered him, verse 8. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. For how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, How the people sit down? There was plenty of grass in that place. And they sat down, about 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Wow. The first thing I want to say was Jesus asking the disciples, he asked Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Philip answered him, and the Bible says he was testing him. Philip said it would take six months' wages. I don't want even to calculate that. The first thing I want to say is this. Many times, and you can see this in the life of the disciples, we are very reactive. As a believer, let's look down at the Messiah. Let's look at, at the Son of God who saved us. Yeah. What is his perspective on this? Yeah. But Philip just reacted <coughs> and said, oh, okay, let's, the reasoning wise, the best thing for us to do is just to calculate uh, six months wages. He's going to take care of this thing. We should not be reactive Christians. We should weigh all our actions on what the Messiah, the Son of God, our belief, where, what we are saying, what we are doing, what our value systems are, where is it coming from? Sometimes it could even happen in the church, you know, sometimes when somebody is sick, and we say, oh, let's pray for uh, somebody is sick, please come and let's pray. You know what we do instantly? We just gather around and we start praying. Let's go down. Jesus, what are you saying about this person? Should I just pray or just prophesy and just say, you are healed. That's all. Sometimes we don't need to pray. The first thing we need to do in any situation we are going through, let's ask Jesus. You know why? The Bible says he already knew what to do. Every of your case, Jesus knows what to do. What we need to do is to ask him. So this sign is pointing towards the fact that don't let us be reactive, children of God. Let's be intentional. And when Jesus asked Philip, even another disciple, do you notice what this Andrew said? He said, there's a small boy here. Insignificant. He's so little. Look at 5,000. What can this little boy with these loaves of bread and fish, what can it cover? There are times when our relationship with Jesus, we actually neglect we refuse to see something that is very little that we have, but we are looking for bigger things. Yeah, very 
There are times we complain about bigger things, but we don't thank God for the some of the things He has done for us. So what, what, what am I saying? With Jesus, he can use any situation, he can use any circumstance, he can use anybody, he can use anything to meet our needs. Yeah. Don't let us bypass what appears insignificant to us. Let's say, Jesus, I just bring this to you. So when the small boy, I don't know, when he gave up his uh, lunch, so to say, Jesus said, have the people sit down. He was just so confident. Jesus was so relaxed. I wish at the time we are passing through situations in life, we just say, Jesus, what are you doing? Please come through for me. And can you imagine every time Jesus will say, peace be still. So people sit down. They sat down on the grass. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Wow. Did you see what I am learning from Jesus? Whereas Philip, when Jesus asked him, where are we going to get bread to eat for these people? He asked um, Andrew to us, Simon Peter and the other disciples, uh, when he spoke up. For them, they were reactive. In fact, they already knew what to do. But look at Jesus. Even with the loves he had, he had to communicate with his father. Our relationship, our connection with God, for God to provide for us, is very important yeah. to meet our needs yeah. with the work God has given us. With our colleagues, let's say, my colleague at work, God, what are you saying? This job you have provided for me, what are you saying? Jesus looked up, he gave thanks. Yeah. He communicated with his father. Let's be people who are in connection, who are in relationship with our <coughs> heavenly father. That was what Jesus did. And he distributed to the 5,000. You know, the other, the other uh, Bible passage, like in Matthew or... In Mark, when you read it, it says Jesus gave the bread that he broke. He gave to his disciples. So even in the sign, the disciples were involved. I'm just thinking, this sign is not just about Jesus. This sign is also for us to do something. One, to believe in, in his name. And two, you will read in Mark Chapter 16. It says, these signs will follow you also. So what did I discover? I discovered signs are not just about Jesus. It was wonderful that signs followed Jesus. He did many miracles. But we are also in that place where signs should be following us. Amen. When we lay our hands on the sick, we will see things happen. That's right. But you see, we are doing that because we have believed in the name of Jesus. And it is in that name we will have life. Amen. We can heal the sick in the name of Jesus. Yeah. We can see many things happening in our city yeah. through the name of Jesus. Yes. But do we believe in the Messiah? So what am I saying this morning? I'm just so happy with what Jesus did. 
He broke it. He distributed the fish. Verse 12. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. Brothers and sisters, should, do you want me to tell you one truth? Do you want me to tell you one truth? You want me to tell you one truth? Yes. Research yeah. shows that in the UK, we waste a lot of food. We waste a lot of materials. In fact, research shows that 70% of what is in our kitchen, we won't use them. We are, we, are, we, are, we are in a society where we just keep buying things that sometimes we don't need. I'm just talking about the, the, the report of a research. So I'm so happy because we are doing a lot of recycling now. It is a joy to me. We just waste so many things. In the kingdom of God, there is no wastage. As Christians, we need to let the world know that there is no wastage in the kingdom of God. In fact, when you read Exodus chapter 16, where there was another, you know, the first time when uh, bread, God supplied the people of Israel with bread, with manna. Can you imagine? God told them that just take a handful, a portion of the bread. Don't take more than a portion. And don't take too little. You know the people of Israel, they were so greedy. Some of them will take five portions. <laughs> so when they sit down and they, are, they want to eat, it will just reduce to one portion. <laughs> Some of them will take very little. The Bible says that little they took will just decrease to one portion. So whether you took five or you took too little, why? God doesn't. The kingdom of God is not about wastage. Mm. I was saying to myself, it, it came to a point where, you know, in this country, we first of all had uh, iPhone 11, and later, no, we started having iPhone, is it five or four or, or something like that? But they'll do something, if you, later you have iPhone 14, you, later you have I, iPhone 14 Pro, iPhone 14 Pro Max, iPhone 15, do you need to up, upgrade? I don't know, do I need to upgrade it? Will I die if I don't upgrade it? I discovered I do, I, I wonder. But as soon as it, as it comes out, we just want to, if you need it for work, please. That, that's an example. I'm not saying you should don't buy uh, iPhone Pro Max 15. And if you give it to me, I will take it. <laughs> but, but do you really need it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm just trying to bring the principle. It's the principle I'm bringing out. Please buy the things you need. Some of us, we need it for work. Some of us, we need iPad 12.9, you know, the, the, the biggest size. I was telling Aki, there was a time when I was doing, I had to do a lot of writing for my study. I had to tell Aki, please get me the biggest, the largest desktop monitor. Because I needed it. So I'm not saying you shouldn't get it, but do you really need it? Please let's know that there's no wastage in the kingdom of God. Amen. I want to round up. What is the significance of this? When we look at Matthew, I was, I was just so... I was just so blessed. Matthew chapter 26. Jesus was saying something. And then we'll look at it in John and I'm going to finish. Matthew chapter 26. 
from verse 26. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when they had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when they had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I'm beginning to see there is something actually greater than the bread that people were eating. There's something about Jesus being the bread that was broken for many. I like that, you know, when the Bible says, um, when Jesus broke the bread, he, he fed 5,000 people. He also says, look, I'm talking about my body, yeah. my life. And for many, not for few, for the forgiveness of sins. One of the greatest miracles that can happen to anybody is to be saved. It's for our sins. And that was why Jesus came. In fact, they gave him the name Jesus so as to save us from our sins. What separated, separated us from connection with God, Jesus came to deal with it. For the forgiveness of sins. It's me, 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 me. It's not bread. So let's go back to John chapter 6, and I'm going to end with some of the. You will love this story. Please follow me with this story. See the people of Israel. John chapter 6, verse 32, just to save time. Jesus says to them, Verily, verily, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven. You know, the Exodus 16 verse 2. For it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. So what is this true bread? Because in Exodus 26, the, the Bible says, Manna, uh, bread from, from heaven. And Jesus was saying, it was not Moses, because they keep saying, it was Moses that gave us bread. Even Elisha, in 2 Kings chapter 4, when uh, they needed to feed 200 people, they just had 20 loaves. And Elijah just said, okay, just put the dough and uh, put it, uh, and it fed uh, 200 people. And Jesus was saying, it was not Moses that fed you. But it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. So, you know, we are talking about signs that points us to something else. So there is the bread that you will eat. And after two days, you will, you will get rid of it out of your body. But this, God, the Bible is now saying that there is the true bread that we should believe in, attach ourselves to, identify with it, trust ourselves in it, and this true bread is going to give us life. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives what? Life to the world. You know what this is? They say, size, size. You know, they never used sir for Jesus. And when he fed them, and they were complaining, give us this bread. But when he said, I'm going to give you a bread, when I give you this bread, you will continually have life in you. They said, Sars. <laughs> they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. That is so wonderful. Yeah. Amen. That whoever believes in God. Did you see the word believe again? Mm. If you believe in me, if you trust me, you will never be hungry. Can you imagine? There's something about eating the bread of life that is tantamount to eating Jesus. Beholding him 
connecting with him, meditating on him, having a relationship with him, searching his word that produces life, and that life will never be hungry. Wow, that is so wonderful. Yeah. And what does it mean? All do we need to do are just believe in him so that we can have life. Jesus is the bread of life. Yeah. I know some of us, we have needs. And he wants to meet us at the point of our needs. I want to say today there is provision in the kingdom. Right. I'm going to be praying about that for us. Some of us say, God, I want you to meet, meet me. You know what to do. I want you to meet me at the point of my needs. There's a need. I don't know, it could be health, it could be financial, <coughs> it could be that you want a breakthrough. God can do that for you. Mm -hmm. But much more, God is saying, believe in me. You will see much more than this. Amen. You're going to have life. So what are these signs pointing us to? One, Jesus. So when we read the story, uh, the miracle of the 5,000, is actually Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. Focus on me. This bread that you eat, oh, <coughs> you will digest it after two days or after one day. What's the second thing that this story is telling us, or this science or is telling us, is about the kingdom. What is obtainable in the kingdom of God? Provision. Yeah. There's provision for us, children of God. All we need to do, what do we need to do? Just go to him, ask him. What's the last thing I want to say is about you. You can also do signs and wonders. You can heal the sick. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Lord God, thank you for your word that we have had today. Thank you because you told us that you are the bread of life. God, we just want to say we are so satisfied. You said if anybody eats you, you will never go hungry. Or you will never be thirsty again. Thank you because we have you. God, we want to experience this. And God, we are saying this morning, we believe in you. We believe in Jesus, the Messiah. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And we confess with our mouth that Jesus is the Son of God. Lord God, we just pray that the life that comes from believing in you, who encounter and express that life in Jesus' name. Amen. God, I pray also, because this story is talking to us about the kingdom, about what is obtainable in the kingdom. One, that there is no wasted, but also there is provision. God, I'm praying for your children who are here. Some of them might be poorly. They say, God, I need healing, because I know there is provision of health in the kingdom. Some of them are saying, I need, I need financial breakthrough. I want to get out of this debt. Lord God. And some people are just saying, I just need wisdom. You say, does any one of us lack wisdom? That we should ask you. So there is wisdom in the kingdom of God. God, whatsoever thing we are asking for because of the provision from the kingdom, we pray, Lord God, that we meet every one of us at the point of our needs in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for a divine intervention. Amen. I pray for signs. I pray for wonders. I pray for miracles Amen. that your children will experience in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord God, and lastly, we just say, yes, we believe in you. Because you said, these signs will follow them that believe. Because we believe in you, God, we shall do greater things. 
go with our friends, mm. with our colleagues in our neighborhood, even in this city, in Jesus' name. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because I know you have answered this prayer. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Amen.